Hey everyone, uh, welcome to Block Party. I'm in a great mood because we just pranked our friend Chris James. That was a lot of fun. On his show. Yeah, we got uh, him good. Yeah, so suck it to Chris. No prank radio. No prank Twitch. radio. Hello to us. And uh, Stefan's here. I'm yeah. here. I'm John. Did I even say my name? I'm John Cullen. No, I'm Stefan. And uh, yeah, welcome to episode 16 of Blocked Party, the podcast about social media and rejection. Um, yeah, we just, we pranked our friend, Chris, uh, we got him you know, good. He's we pissed. Got, we got him good. Well, it's pretty easy to get him upset, yeah, he's but, pretty that, riled up to but he was, yeah, he yeah. gets, he gets a little upset. That guy for a guy, uh, who just sits at home all day and, uh, doesn't have the pressure of, of a job or, or a regular life. He's pretty angry about it. So <laughs> glad, glad that he was able to know, check it out. No prank radio on Twitch, but we have a guest. This isn't, this isn't an ad. We're just doing an ad for Chris's show. We have a wonderful guest here about the prank. I think. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we felt bad. We were like, okay, we got to throw him a bone. Although I still just kind of went in on him there, so I feel bad. But Chris, we do have a great guest, though. Chris, you're a good guy. We've got a great guest all the way from Street Fight Radio. Brian Quinby is here. Thanks for coming on the show, Brian. Hi, Brian. Thank, thanks for having me. I've listened to every episode of this show and all the bonus episodes. Oh hell yeah! That is extremely nice of you. Thank you Thank so you. much. What What's your favorite one so far? I have to look through them again. <laughs> you should say it's it's one of Chris's. That, that say say it's one of Chris's. It's <laughs> I did I do like Chris's. The one where you talked about. Hold on, I'm going through them now. <laughs> I listened to like seven million podcasts. Guys. <laughs> I promise I listen. Oh yeah, no, we believe you. I don't remember even like the other day. A friend of mine, he had just listened to the most recent episode with uh, Graham Clark, and he was like, "What's uh, what?" He's like, "I really liked that one. What what would be like the next one after that you would recommend?" And I was like, "It's my own podcast." I was like, huh, well, "We have to uh, like write down all the top threes. We have the the yeah, the we've got the top us. three board in the background because we forget." So yeah, oh yeah, well, and it's it's for the guests too. If they've never, I'm holding this up like people at home can see it or even Brian can see it, and there's no way it's very he can. small writing, it's very yeah. small. Well, because I. I assume we're going to have lots of episodes and we got to fit all the yes. top threes in the board. I think you're right. Yeah. So, so yeah, but I'd never know. I, I don't remember the last show I did when I leave Brett's <laughs> house. Like we do the show and I leave and I'm like, what, what even was that? Did yeah. I even do anything just well, now? The word, the weirdest one for me is always like, cause yeah, like we're recording this on a Thursday. It comes out on Monday. A lot of times you record it like a few for us as a weekly podcast, like you guys do quite a few episodes, but we do where we, when you do it a few days before and then the episode comes out and then someone will like tweet a joke at you that like, it's like a reference to a joke you made on the show and you have no recollection of making that joke at all. And so then you're just kind of like, okay. and that's like four days too. Cause you all, you also get one like with, with RGS, we would get people like two years after a joke. we made. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that shit <laughs> yeah, at all. I, like, Oh yeah. I'm just going back through all the RGSs. That one, that one joke you had was pretty fucking good. You're like, Oh, and well, Brian, you've been doing your show forever. So you must have that as like a, even even worse than that. I tell people not to go back through Street Fighter. Like, <laughs> there's so, it's eight years now, almost nine years now. Yeah. It's like you'll never get through them. And I I always tell people if you're gonna do like a binge, just start in 2016 because that's when it got good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's when we 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 met in uh, in Philly, and uh, I I was there for kind of a a piece of history. Uh, the 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 photo of you like slouched over. Oh, yep. At, yep. Uh, well, at, actually, at the DNC, yeah. I was 
Stefan, I feel like I was there for a piece of history, <laughs> and it was the crazy man yelling that the Lady Ghostbusters movie is bullshit to you. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, there was the guy who was just like yelling at people as they walked by outside the DNC, and I guess it was right when, right before the Ghostbusters movie, the, the remake came out, or, or right as it came out, and I asked him, what do you think of the Lady Ghostbusters movie? And he's like, Lady Ghostbusters, and then just like went off for like 10 minutes. But enough about Rob. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, that that weekend, really, though, that week was when I decided not to go to college to learn <laughs> to be a high school teacher and just do this yeah. forever because I had so much fucking fun. I was like, what's the point in going to co- like learning to be a teacher and like going to a real job and being frustrated with it all the time? Are you Sorry, are you attacking me right now, or what? Uh, <laughs> no. Is this the just come on my I wanted show. to be three minutes in. I, I don't want to be a fucking high school, high school teacher. <laughs> I wanted to teach high school. I wanted to teach like seniors because I didn't want to yeah. teach college, but I wanted to teach. Like I like I have a teen now, and I've found that like so many people are like when you have a kid, the best time is when they're a toddler or is when they're cute. But I find the best time to be when she's a teen because it's like having another adult like running around the house. She's, yeah. She's got a gross sense of humor. She's <laughs> disgusting. And she like leaves for the whole weekend. So I don't have to watch <laughs> her the whole time. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. Hey, that's really good. Yeah. Cause I would say like, I've always said that I want, if I had a kid, it would be great for me if I could have the kid until like age five and then give them to someone else until they're like 12. Like a soccer yes. loan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll loan them to, uh, yeah, I'll loan them to grandparents. Like a smaller club. Like grandparents a smaller FC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, my parents can just babysit her f- or him for seven years, and then I'll take them back at age 12 when, when they good. start to be like a real person yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's pretty- I had a real freak out at like age two. So I would let anybody, t- I would have more, I would have five kids if they were born at 10 years old. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause but I, I have one because I never want an infant in my house again. It was <laughs> the worst experience. And like, it's funny. Cause when I found out my wife told me she got pregnant by, cause she, she was freaked out about telling me cause I was a huge drug addict at the time. And uh, I went into the bathroom after work and there was a letter that said, you're having a kid. And I walked out and said, is there anything we can do about this? And then she said, no. And then I was like, I'm going to leave for a little bit. And I went and like bought drugs. (laughs) A tale as old as time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I went with my older brother, though. And my older brother had already had two kids. And the whole time we were in the car, he's like, a fucking kid's born and it ruins your life. They take. (laughs) (laughs) i was so freaked out because he's like you can't do anything without thinking of them first it sucks (laughs) that was like the weirdest trip of your life you're like just trying to enjoy that shut up okay i'm still high don't tell me about this yeah it was was crazy (laughs) my dad did that but it was after i was born he wasn't a drug addict, but he uh, drink, like likes to drink. And so apparently, this is what I was told. Uh, I'm the oldest. I have a younger sister. And when apparently when I was born, uh, my dad just um, like couldn't handle it. Like, I guess the pregnancy and stuff, he was like, okay. And then I guess once I was like a tangible being in the world, he couldn't handle. So he just like went and drank for like two days, apparently. Like, right. Like my mom brought me home and my dad was like gone. 
I used to stand when my daughter would cry in her bed. I used to just stand in a room and yell to my wife in the other room, like, if I could just reason with her, I know I could get this to stop. <laughs> Well, it's like the classic, like uh, Nate Bargetti joke where he's like, you know, all they tell you when you have a baby is like, don't shake the baby. And then he's like, and then you take the baby home and the baby just cries and cries and cries and cries. And then you're like, maybe I got to shake this baby. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's like the one thing that fixes it, but they just won't tell you. Yeah, it was. I mean, that that whole like having an infant in the house was the hardest thing. And I can't believe people like babies to this day. <laughs> I have a kid that I can sit around with and and she's always where we she shows me the cool Tatiana. Like she showed me Tatiana yeah. before anybody on Twitter knew about it. <laughs> I, I know about all the current songs. I know what all the teens are doing and. You know, also, she had sex education this year, so she tells dirty jokes now. There you go. Hell yeah. She finally understands her dad's job. It's, I don't even do that stuff. That's the thing. You <laughs> would be so surprised how pervert this house is because I never talk about that stuff on the show. But my kid fucking, like, seriously, at dinner will like word do the lip words of slob on my knob to my wife <laughs> while we're sitting across the fucking table. <laughs> My mom is uh is like a nurse and so growing up uh it would be like anything goes at dinner and like family dinners uh having friends over they would they would be stunned because it would just be talking about you know uh like famosis for example right <laughs> which is where uh the the foreskin like seals up basically and uh. and you can't like pee or like come out of the it's just like a it, well, okay, you're looking at me like this is gross or something. This is normal stuff, right? I, no? I'm, circ- I'm, I'm a- circumcised, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's a disease. It's a disease, but that's the sort of stuff that we would talk about. And so, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I get the gross I wonder, angle. like, if you have that, if you, like, piss, and then, like, the piss isn't coming out, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, maybe I got to come. And then you oh, try, to, and then you come. And then it's all just, like, you have this, and then it's this just like, all there. water balloon foreskin filled with piss and cum. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll ask my mom. Yeah, yeah, ask her. I feel like I, my first. I'm sorry. My first instinct would be to use a toothpick to try to like <laughs> yeah. get it opened up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like you need something maybe stronger than a toothpick. I don't. I've never. I don't know about foreskin. Really, oh, I think but, it would be like it <laughs> like would be like uh, getting the SIM card out of your phone, right? Like oh, you use like one of those little. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but with more with more cum and piss. So yeah, yeah. And well, I don't know where you got your stuff phone is. From. That's sealing it up too. Yeah. By the way, there's yeah. something gross in there that's yeah. like sealing it up yeah. too. I mean, I'm not entirely sure what it is. I think it, it just like closes, I think. But because I got what? Sorry, go ahead, Brian. Oh, I, I try to be cool. Like I want to be the cool parent that like but my daughter brings her friends over and they lock themselves in right. her room. Because she doesn't want anybody to know what I do for a living, which is probably a good idea. <laughs> like I don't think her friend should hear the things that I'm saying. Right. <laughs> yeah. You try talking about Famosis, you know? Yeah, I will. I'll Maybe let her know about Famosis yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to pretend that like Travis Scott has a song about it. Yeah. yeah. Spiel, yeah. You, yeah. you know sicko mode? You know what that's actually about? <laughs> that's about <laughs> His dick getting all sealed His up. His dick got fucking sealed up. That's what Drake's talking about, those Zans on the flight. He's trying to get that dick open. 
There you go. This is parenting one. Yeah, this is this is exactly it. Yeah. Well, because that's the thing too. Is like I've taught sex ed before. Speaking of your daughter, like taking it that's now. like at school. At school, yeah. yeah. And um, so like a lot of times, like you know, you'll get the Q and A box. Oh, right. That's like a big. That's like a big part I, of the sex I ed. I submitted thing. some good stuff to the Q and A box. So yeah. literally, so I was like, I was a new teacher, Brian. I had been I had been teaching maybe two years, and it was my first long term contract. I've been a substitute. I've been teaching 10 years, but I've been a substitute for most of that. But I took a contract one year and part of it was teaching sex ed. So I'm like this 25 year old guy. I'm like, <laughs> this is a horrible f- decision and life thing for me. So I'm like, fuck the Q and a box. And I'm like, whatever. So I open it up. I like take the stack out first paper. What is a cunt? <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> See, I'm, I guess, like, I'm like, okay, like I, I didn't know because then I like that's the thing. They don't teach you how to teach it either. Yeah. So they're just but like, with, yeah, you're doing sex ed, John, like have fun in there. And then so I'm like, can I even say cunt to the clash? Do I even answer this? Like, that's the thing you can pick and choose. I think that's the nice. That's yeah. why whoever invented the Q&A box for sex ed was a genius because before that it was like hands up and there's right, no filter. Yeah. True. Right? So that would true. just be a kid asking it in the yeah. olden days. Yeah. Which Whereas is not now, great. So for, like I drew a penis with wheels on it. Like it was like a car, and I put that in the Q and A box. That's not even a question. That's a picture, and they ignored it. They right, rightfully they ignored it. I guarantee you that teacher either still has that picture, or they definitely like talked about it. One hundred percent. It's got to be a famous thing. I hope. My daughter actually told me this. So they bring in private contractors to teach sex ed here. Yeah, Yeah. that's what they. That's what they do now in BC. It's uh, they do. They do some sex ed like in biology, but they bring in. It's called Safe Teen, and then like they come in and like teach it. It's all about like safe sex and stuff like that. Yeah, and like the two. So the two things she told me about the two weird things that happened was one she was really fucked up about because the teacher that was teaching them about it was like me and my partner were going at it one night and he didn't have a condom so i told him nope we're stopping right now and she's like i don't want to hear about that <laughs> lady and then she said she looked like grew from despicable me so <laughs> Oh my god! Well, so I wonder. I want because it's a private company. I wonder if that's just like a like a story that they're like they're they're made to like tell. So everyone has to tell that story, you know. Well, there's a weird impulse with some adults that is like, uh, yeah, I think I can get. I think I can get in with these kids. I think I can yeah. get them. Just talking talk about getting to me. plowed by my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The other thing she asked me that was really fucking weird was she came home and we're having this conversation. She's like, Dad, do you know what a hand job is? And I'm like, why are they even teaching you that? That's a technique. Like, I don't think they should I don't think they need to teach that in school. (laughs) Because because the thing that they tell you, at least as a teacher, is like the one thing you're not supposed to do is talk about like personal experience. So like when you're (laughs) so like when you're answering the questions, you have to try and be like, you know, if it's a question that would can only be answered personally, then you don't answer it. Or like if a kid questions you about that, you don't talk about it. So it's weird to me that they that the private but like I could see that sort of like I could see a private contractor being like, yeah, okay, I like I can get away with this. Cause I'm not a teacher. There's not like a code of ethics there necessarily, but oh my god yeah that's that's crazy and the hand job thing is not surprising to me at all because i think like a lot of the focus of it is 
Um, and especially now because kids have such easy access to porn and everything like that. Like I feel like kids yeah, not are like when I was growing up, I had to go to myfreepaysite.com. Yeah. You know, <laughs> been there. Oh done God. that. Um, I had to go to my friend across the street shed. Yeah. Oh, you had the porno shed. Yeah. Well, his dad had my friend's dad was like a psycho across the street (laughs) and his whole backyard was covered with sheds like there was no grass. It was all sheds and a pool. It was like multiple sheds. So it's like Stardew. It was was like Stardew Valley. It was like a shed compound. (laughs) It it was enormous. (laughs) And he had one like in the back that just had this huge pile of magazines in it. We would fucking sneak back there and you know sit and look at them together and then all like oh i gotta run home and take a shit or something like yeah that. yeah of course it is weird how as a teenage boy like some of your hardest early erections are with other dudes like you know what i mean like because uh, yeah. it's always no, like I mean, sharing porn. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, always yeah. like we had like maxim magazine and then and then well, there were a couple yeah, of like, old playboys and- yeah because you always had one kid who had either like the weird dad or the weird uncle that just like had every playboy for some reason and then would just be like oh yeah i like stole like five playboys because i was on the cusp sort of of like so yeah it was like maxim and like fhm and like oh, stuff yeah. So, because it was like hard to find, like it was internet porn was like there was internet porn at that point. It was like I had a go ahead, Brian. I had a friend that, and and this is no coincidence that he was in jail a lot even before he was (laughs) eighteen. But his dad had he just kept his playboys out like in the living room on the on like by the fireplace, like on the coffee table there and be yeah, just flipping through this fucking guy's dad's playboys and shit. That's definitely the dad that was like, ah, oh, Playboy's like a classy magazine. It's all about the interviews. <laughs> yeah, you know? maybe just, just really like Norman Mailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah, that was um it was a weird it's a weird it was a weird time to be a child. And now so I feel like because porn and stuff is so easily accessible and Snapchat and all this weird shit. I feel like they it's almost more focused on the like kind of slang and like weird it, it's more about pardon me that aspect of it because they're trying to like get in front of these kids who are you know who are who are getting to it is there a lot of like incest stuff then and like stepsister stepbrother (laughs) stepmom stuff i don't believe. like if we're going by what's like the most popular shit on on like porno (laughs) websites yeah the private contractor comes in and they're like well i was a babysitter and uh no uh i I don't know they don't do that stefan okay i (laughs) mean it feels like It feels like you would just, I mean, like it totally feels like you could just go in there and have a pretty frank conversation. And the thing I've learned from having a teenager in the house is that like the more open you are about stuff, the more demystified it gets because, you know, she doesn't want to smoke weed because I fucking go on the radio and talk about how I do drugs all the time. You know, she's like not interested. It's not not cool anymore. Yeah. When I was 14, I had already done acid and weed multiple times yeah. by the time i was 14 yeah it's it you're totally like demystifying it making it not it's like okay well my my dad does this so like i i can't do this yeah that's lame as yeah. hell yeah. you know yeah i think it's i notice as uh, being a teacher too because i started teaching when i was 23 that like once you hit 30 it's like like when you're under 30 everything you do is like the coolest you're like the cool teacher the kids want to know like 
do you have a girlfriend? What movies do you like? What music do you like? They want to know everything about you. And then as soon as you hit 30, you're fucking dead to them. Oh, I have a month to go then. You got a mu- one God month damn. and okay. then kids just think you're just the st- dumbest piece of shit Fuck. and everything you do sucks and they don't want anything to do with it. And then, yeah, and then it like, I feel like it magnifies by 10 when you're their dad. Right. Well, I turned 40 in January. And uh, we've been talking about this a lot on Street Fight 2 is that like, I think I think I am having one of those crises, but it's sort of like, well, I have a cool job. I get to do cool stuff. I'm probably one of the coolest 40 year olds around here, which isn't like a huge thing isn't like a huge barrier. I'm not like I'm I'm like a small fish in a small pond or whatever. But I have this thing now where I won't go through drive-throughs at the uh, fast food restaurants now because I think everybody inside is making fun of me. And like I always just feel like when there's younger people around me, they're all together making fun of me. Like if I like if I go to Taco Bell and I'm like I'll have a cheesy gordita crunch, I guarantee there's somebody on the other side like going, "Oh, the cheesy gordita crunch." <laughs> It makes me feel so crazy. Like yeah. my wife is like, what is wrong with you <laughs> that you think they're making fun of you? Why do you think they're making fun of you? And I'm like, I did. That's why. Yeah, like that's I a- made fun of corny old white guys. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, Brian, what would make you really cool? Buying a motorcycle. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's unequivocally proven that when you turn 40, once you buy that motorcycle, you are cool that's as shit. to do. And then you can start take, playing guitar. Yes, yes absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Guitar, you can have the guitar, guitar on the yeah. back while you're on the motorcycle, and you can now go through drive-throughs because yeah. people will be like, "Whoa!" You can get cool. a custom jacket if you can read this. My guitar fell off. <laughs> <laughs> when I went to the Republican National Convention, they had that shirt. If you can read this, the bitch fell off shirt, but it was Donald Trump driving the motorcycle oh. and Hillary Clinton falling off the motorcycle. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, they would just like fit anything into their hate shirt. Yeah. That they sell at these things. Well, because what's the context of that? Why was she on the motorcycle in the first place? Right? <laughs> Isn't that, doesn't that imply that, that she's his wife? Or like significant right. other, right? That's what the shirt's about. You gotta write the story. Have you been to any conservative? Have you had the chance to go to any of these conservative Unfortunately conventions? Unfortunately not. Rob, so Rob went to CPAC a couple of years ago uh, in 2017, right, right before or right after, I guess, the inauguration. And uh, that was that was completely insane. Just just from experiencing it through Rob, there it was insane. And one of our ideas for a video was for Rob to go in wearing a CPAP machine and 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 think like mistakenly think it was a CPAP convention, but it would have been like too expensive to get a CPAP machine. Um, but you, so you've been to the RNC. This is the one in in Cleveland. I went to the RNC, but the thing that I went to that was most telling about those people was me and Matt Chrisman went to an Americans for Prosperity convention one time that was in Columbus. And uh, the keynote speaker was John Taffer. (laughs) Oh, Oh, right. I remember when you guys went to that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he was talking about like business and and freedom. He was just screaming. You can watch the video online. I was right in the fucking I was in the front row because like nobody was there (laughs) to watch it because it's such an AstroTurf thing. I think the tickets were like $250 for both of us. And uh, so nobody was fucking there. And uh, they were there earlier in the morning. I saw Jeb Bush speak. And this woman sitting next to me was like mouthing all the words after he said them. Like it was making her feel. She was like, man, this guy's really sad. I guess she was thinking 
He was really saying some oh, inspirational no. stuff. <laughs> but I saw one of the Koch brothers speak, and he told a joke on stage. And like, he was so old that his delivery was fucked up. It was just kind of a collection of words that he threw out. And everybody stared at him, and he paused for laughter. And oh. everybody was just kind of like, "What is he? why is he just standing here? And he was like, that was a joke. Laugh now. Oh. And people fucking lost their minds. Good Lord. I mean, we've been, so we've been watching uh, Mike Huckabee's show a lot on, on the stream. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's exactly like that. Like, he's just like mumbling. You can tell he's reading the jokes off the teleprompter, but he's seeing them for the first time. So <laughs> he's, he's like emphasizing the wrong words and, and like mispronouncing things. And also none of the jokes are actually jokes either, but the audience <laughs> just eats it up. They just love it. Yeah. It's crazy. All you have to say is something bad about a Democrat to those people yeah. and they'll freak out about it. Yeah. It is. It's the easiest. I, I like always say that my, our audience is the easiest audience because we just walk in there and they just want to hear whatever we have to say. But those conservative guys, I mean, they could go on stage and stand silently for a half hour, and those people would be like, that was really powerful what they did up there. Yeah. Oh, it's like Dave Rubin going on stage and be like, oh, I, I identify as an attack helicopter. Oh, my God. Oh, this is, this is better than Eddie Murphy delirious. Oh, my God. I'm losing my fucking mind here. Holy shit. This is the funniest shit I've ever heard. And it's just it's the stupidest people. Last week, Rod Dreher wrote this article about J.D. Vance from uh, the guy that wrote Hillbilly Elegy. Right. Um, he wrote this article about it. And part of the thing that he was saying made J.D. Vance such a, like an admirable character was that he could live in New York. He could live in L.A., but he decided to stay in the down-home Midwestern city of Columbus, Ohio. Like, it was like this rural thing. But J.D. Vance, like, lives downtown yeah. in a very expensive house. Yeah. Columbus, Ohio isn't like a one horse town. No, it's, it's like a city. It's like the 20 and I think it's the 15th largest city in the country. Yeah. And they those guys just think the whole middle of the country is a farm. Yeah. I'm, I'm convinced of it. Well, Roger Air may have been busy uh, performing an exorcism. So yeah, that guy's <laughs> weird as hell. He is. Uh, do we have, what's our, what's our social media update looking like? Well, uh, I mean, we can, we can get to it. Yeah, I've got, I've got, well, I've got a quick one as well. Okay, so, well, uh, let's, uh, we'll, we'll, start play, we'll play the yeah. theme. Yeah. Which we just did. And uh, yeah, we always obviously start with the guest. Brian, uh, yeah, that was a long intro, but I feel like we were vibing. Was it was we nice. Going, it was yeah. a good time. And, uh, but yeah, let's get to our social media updates now. And uh, Brian, what's, what's going on, man? What's going on in your social meds? I guess my social media today, I posted a thing about the most depressing atmospheres in chain restaurants. Mm -hmm. And it was five guys, Burger King, Steak and Shake, which I don't think y'all have. No. Nope. And uh, what was the White Castle? But also, I want to honorable mention Tim Hortons because I don't know <laughs> yeah. what they're like up there, but here they're very depressing <laughs> they're depressing up here too i mean i well i'd say they're more like like dunkin donuts up here so like you'll you'll get like the you know the downtown tim hortons it's it's like business people on their way to work or whatever but it's still very depressing i find yeah tim hortons is just uh yeah it's like tim hortons all and i feel like even five guys has a similar vibe where it feels like you're eating in a bathroom 
<laughs> yes. Yeah, Five Guys definitely. Where it's, like de- where it's like decorated where you're like, am I? Like the white tile. Yeah. And, and you're just like, am I in lighting? the bathroom right now? Yeah. Tim Hortons is like that, but like beige. I mean, the Tim Hortons, the video last year, speaking of bathrooms and Tim Hortons, there's well, the yeah. lady in, in Langley, British Columbia, uh, squatting down in the middle of Tim Hortons, taking a shit and then throwing the shit at the, at the cashier. Classic. And there's a video of it. And it's completely bonkers, and you just full on see her pick up her own turd and, and throw it. Yeah, and they just shut There's down so the Tim Hortons. So that's so hideous to touch your own turd. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the first thing this guy in high school shit in a bag one time. So he didn't touch his own turd. He shit in a bag, and then he put it in the bag, and then he swung it like like a shot put and <laughs> threw it out in the hallway up against the wall. And that was one of the most trouble I've seen somebody get in in school. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Someone had. I, mean, I wouldn't either. <laughs> John's going to hate this one too, but someone uh, posted this in, in the Twitch chat like two years ago, and it was it's still one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Uh, and it was uh, someone at their school uh, took the, the, the soap dispenser and took the bag out, emptied all the soap, and then shit in the soap bag. So when you pressed the soap dispenser, shit would come out. And then the janitor came on the bus at the end of the day and and like attacked the student who did it. Seems right. Good for you should be allowed to. Yeah, absolutely. They, that janitor yeah. should be allowed to. Yeah, one free punch at least. Yeah, but well, I mean, the student should expect it too. That's yeah. the thing. Like, I don't think it should be against the law for anybody. It, I was a bad kid when I was in high school. I did a lot of bad shit. Yeah, and I think it would have been better if the teacher could have just like kicked my ass. Yeah. Ask for like what they ended up doing. I mean, I, I respect the ingenuity of, of yeah, shitting in the bag, swinging around, shitting in the soap dispenser. But you you have to be like, okay, look, I'll take I'll take a, a kick to the dick and a punch to the face if you let me shit in in this bag and throw in the hallway. And then that's a fair trade off overall. I mean, John, you're yeah. the teacher. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to comment on uh, uh, whether or kids. not we should hit the kids. Right, that's but, probably a good uh, idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's generally. But you mentioned Burger King, Ryan. And yes. I've never been to a Burger King in the U.S., but all the Burger Kings up here are horrible. Uh, I think it's the worst of like the big name fast food places. Yeah, and that was kind of you were talking about that today, Brian. On your on, I saw responding to because some people were saying that they liked Burger King, which I feel it's like all, is just the burgers an are always like cold or it's whatever, not good and at like all. the cheese isn't melted and the fries are awful. I mean, I think I've had the the chicken tenders weren't horrible. But it's not worth going to. I mean, have, what, what do you think about Burger King, Brian? Not melting the cheese is like a crime. Yeah. It feels like I just don't care. Yeah. It's like we, did, we didn't care enough to like put this cheese under something hot. I also, it feels like a place that is so clearly given up. Everybody, it has the worst reputation of all the fast food places. It, it is the worst of all of them. Yeah. Even the menus. And it used to be like- the second biggest. It used to be the second biggest one, and they have to know that people feel real shame going in there. <laughs> the one by my house has a subreddit, like has its own subreddit because <laughs> it's uniquely the worst place in the fucking world. I feel like we're heading towards like a big Burger King rebrand. Like we have to be because, like I, you're saying, it was it was like McDonald's and Burger King. Those are like the big two, you know. Yeah. And now it, Burger King is like like eighth they're gonna they're gonna rebrand it burger peasant and just lower everyone's expectations maybe that's that's we are no longer in the castle yeah or it's gonna die yeah because i feel like even the menus like when you go in like a lot of places now like they'll have the like tvs are the menus and the menus are like they've got ads kind of playing on them and mcdonald's is crazy with that shit but like a lot of them do that stuff now with like 
animated menus and whatever. And Burger King still feels like they've got the menus, at least the ones I've been in where you have to like where, physically like change. Yeah. Where you gotta, yeah. yeah. It's like almost like the old menu where you slide the prices in and out and shit like that. It's like horrible. <laughs> I would say Burger King has even fallen below like Dairy Queen in terms of like burgers, oh. which is saying something because Dairy Queen doesn't have very good burgers. Yeah. I, I mean, know. and the people at the one by my house are actually mean. Like they'll just, <laughs> They don't give a shit about yeah. customer service at all. They'll just because there was a period that Burger King has Icy's, which is the best like Slurpee slushy drink of right. all of them. So the Icy brand ones are the ones I like. So I would roll through the Burger King to get Icy's for my kid. And it was like 80 percent. They didn't have them like the, the machine wasn't working. And they would just be like, we don't got any Icy's like in a real <laughs> <laughs> kind of don't ask me for this shit yeah, way. Yeah. Like uh, it, I hate when fast food places do that where they where they talk to you like you should have known the icy machine was broken. <laughs> yeah. Like you do, like we don't have icy like you dumbass idiot like the machine's been broken for a week. Like get your fucking head out of your ass. Well the McFlurry machine and like the ice cream machine always oh. does, it, it is always broken and I think there is, I recently found this out is that with the McFlurries like the spoon like also stirs the ice cream. Yeah, they attach the spoon. They put the spoon in, then they put the spoon into the like yeah. spool thing. So that, that attachment, I think, is fucking up a lot. I'm pretty sure because you Why have they like, just the- te- they are so scared to teach people at fast food restaurants like how to actually make something. Yeah. At Dairy Queen, they just use like a regular machine for the blizzards. They don't. Uh, they don't have to have a special attachment for the spoon or anything like that. Yeah. And, and it's because McDonald's is so terrified to teach their employees something. And then they'll get, they'll be like, okay, I can quit now. I can open my own McFlurry business. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, the blizzard machine, I've, the blizzard machine never breaks, you know? Yeah. Always no, going for the a best. Blizzard. Yeah. Dairy Queen's hot food though. No, no good. So gross. Um, so a and W baskets. Good though. It's chicken that comes with uh gravy. So I really like it. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's really hard. I don't know that any fast food place has bad chicken. It's hard to fuck up for like, because it's just, it's just battered. It's just chicken strips, chicken nuggets, whatever. That's like impossible to fuck up. It's pretty close. I'm trying to think of like the worst nuggets. I guess it's gotta be Wendy's, but even, even that, I mean, Wendy's makes up for it. Wendy's nuggets are pretty good. With everything else though, too. Well, the spicy chicken is amazing at Wendy's. Oh, that's my favorite. Wendy's has has nacho cheese to go with the nuggets. Like that's an incredible thing to have. Our, our producer, Dan, uh, just tried the ghost pepper, uh, McChicken. And well, do you here? Let, what, what did you think of it, Dan? Uh, it sucked shit. Okay, so Dan did not like it. So that's just so. If if anyone was thinking of having the ghost pepper McChicken, it was very underwhelming. So just quickly, Daniel, someone was saying that it's just a regular McChicken patty. It's just the sauce that is spicy. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Yeah, well, that See, seems like a cop out. Yeah, that's a cop yeah. out for sure. If you're gonna invent these new McChickens, like give it give it to me straight, you know. So what what was what was uh, the consensus on the most depressing chain restaurant, Brian? Was there one? Well, it was actually, atmosphere, right? Was the big thing that you were saying? Yeah, and later, I, I think I I want to find that out from you guys later on. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah that's going to be our top three. Okay, I think so. Yeah, oh, we're right. shadowing the top three. Okay, okay. Yeah, people know my opinions on it. Uh, not really, they don't know my absolute top three. But I, I here's what I got to say: Five Guys 
is the worst place in the world, but they have good burgers. But being inside of a five guys is pure hell yeah. to me. I went to it for the first time like a month ago and the burgers and the fries were great. But yeah, like John said, it, it it's like being in a bathroom. Yeah. And everybody's screaming in there too. The yeah. like I, I walk in sometimes and the person over the counter be like, hello, as I'm walking in and be like, how many patties? I'm like, I don't even know fuck you're talking about like they want to know how many burger patties i want or something and like it's just i feel like they're yelling at me the whole time i'm at the thing and then you go stand and wait for your food and they play this fucking classic rock music that is the worst music at the loudest volume i uh i went in there and there was a woman working so didn't feel great about that. I was promised only guys. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> only five of them. Only, too. Yeah, that's exactly. Five, yeah. It's bullshit. <laughs> that was, I was me doing my lady Ghostbusters guy impression. That was good. Thank you. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what's, that. uh, do you want social media for me? Social media for well, you? You always go before me. You okay. Yeah. Hey, I have a quick one here. And, uh, so I saw this post and it reminded me of kind of a classic, uh, stupid guy post, uh, from like three or four years ago. um, and uh actually our our friend uh 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 dank montreal uh he uh he pointed this out as well uh so here's the post and i'll see if you guys can guess what post uh this reminded me of so this is the one that i saw this week uh and it was someone tweeting at aoc uh and he says because if there's one person on the planet that knows about cheating taxes it would be a former bartender could you imagine the tax revenue generated if every bartender and waitress from coast to coast paid their taxes? Not millions, not billions, but trillions. So <laughs> yes. Th- so this guy thinks if you, if you raise taxes on bartenders, you could raise trillions of dollars. Um, do, you guys, do you know what, what post that reminds me of, though? Either of you? The, uh, can I guess? Is it the drill budget? tweet it's, with the candles it's not it's it's a it's an authentic post it's from like a real guy who posted this uh this is like 2012 oh, no, I have no idea. oh 2012 because i thought you were gonna say it was just that other stupid guy that attacked aoc for like being able to afford clothes no 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 so this that ruled th- yeah that, that was <laughs> yeah. good uh but no this this is it was uh i forget it was 2013 i think and it was someone saying that if you cut down every tree in america and and sold it uh you could give like Fifty thousand dollars to every man, woman, and child in the U.S., and so you should cut down every tree and sell it uh, hmm. in the U.S. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember that, but I would like to subscribe to that guy's newsletter. Yeah, and he was like completely serious. <laughs> so that's that's what that reminded me of. Uh, and and the so <laughs> the guy uh, his his uh, banner image is his uh, U.S. Navy diver certification card. Sure, uh, which is like a that's a big flex for sure. It's uh, smart, yeah. actually. It gets you not yelled at by a lot of people and until us we start coming around and just being like, "I don't give a fuck if you're a troop." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I will say this as well: he did pin that tweet, so I think uh, he he was he was happy with the amount of uh, replies. It did got he get and, ratioed to shit? I mean, I don't know if this is a ratio necessarily because I think people were like faving it ironically. So right. that sort of like blurs the ratio. But it was 280 replies, 71 retweets, and 722 faves. So I don't think that's quite a ratio. But no. it was mostly, I think it, it probably got quote tweeted a lot like by people being like, look at this, uh, look at this complete idiot. You yeah. know? I guess the depressing thing about it, though, is he probably says that at bars and 50% of people are like, you know what? You're right, man. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, this guy, he's he's a Navy diver. In real life. Yeah. He probably, guy, yeah. he probably doesn't tip bartenders, and he's like, you start paying taxes, I'll start tipping. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, he Just definitely cool. doesn't tip no, bartenders. No, no Absolutely chance not. at all. He no. hates them with every fiber of his being. So that's uh, that's my social media. Well, that was a, quick. Just a nice little uh, uh, classic stupid guy on Twitter. Um, so. I lied, actually, because I thought my social media update was going to be quick, but I'm going to save that one. I, this might still be quick, but uh, this I th- we have to talk about this yeah. this week because uh, Blocked Party, we uh, we have our first official enemy. Ah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, so it, it's... You know, it's not it's not something you like to see. I think, you know, when when we did real good show, we had a very extensive list of enemies and I thought doing block party, we've got like, you know, a fun little banner. We're like just nice. You know, it's very casual, but uh, we requested a cameo uh, from a from a man who we previewed on our cameo episode, which you can listen to uh, on our Patreon, patreon.com slash blocked party. It was a cameo from a a man named Ezra Galston. He was a venture capitalist. (laughs) He raised his price too. He raised his price. So what, um, so what happened was he, his price was 99 cents. So we thought, okay, we 99 cents. That, that's just a great bargain. So yeah. we got to get in there He's for a, a venture vent- capitalist, for a venture capitalist. I mean, he must, and he must be so successful because it's, that's in his bio on Twitter, venture capitalist. So, so anyway, he, uh, yeah, he gave some advice about VR to someone on our cameo episode. And he said specifically, I don't deal in VR. So our request was, uh, hey, Ezra, we have a podcast called Blocked Party and are looking for some advice on both the podcasting realm and maybe expanding our podcast to VR. (laughs) We saw you've talked about that a bit recently. Thanks, man. And then he uh, just let the cameo expire and did not get back to us. Didn't want our four dollars. He didn't want our four dollars. And then a listener of the show, uh, Max Kingsbury, sent in. uh, I guess I didn't have to say his last name, but whatever, Max. uh, (laughs) It doesn't matter. He doesn't care. He sent in a request to Ezra and he said uh, (laughs) it's Jesse Farrar's birthday and he loves venture capitalism and virtual reality gaming. But he's a, <laughs> but he's a little sad because his friend Michael Hale was kidnapped and the FBI just told him that they were giving up the search. Please send him a message that will cheer him up. And Ezra <laughs> Ezra den- actually replied. Yeah, this, Ezra so. actually denied the request. So with ours, he just let it expire. So how it works on Cameo is if you do, if they don't do it within a week, then Cameo just refunds you your money and you both go your separate ways. Uh, but so I'll take my two dollars back. But yeah, you, yeah, and you'll get it back uh, soon. And uh, so yeah, but Ezra actually denied this person and said, uh, I don't understand this. <laughs> <laughs> and then he did the sideways face emoji. And apparently when you, um, when you get, uh, that, uh, that notification from cameo, they actually attach a, a gift to the, Oh yeah. To the thing. And so the gift that they attached to Max's was that one of the, the little, uh, oh, the, uh, the little kid crying, the little kid crying, yeah. the single tear. Yeah. Coming down and then we, we've got one of a little kid crying getting, as well. And... No, she's getting excited because this is the, like, this is when we sent it oh, to Ezra. She? Oh, okay. So she's like, yeah, but it's like, don't get too excited, but your request to Ezra has just right. been sent. And then, so, so Ezra denied our cameo and we think he's being a bit of a coward. Uh, and you know, we definitely do not uh, tolerate cowardice on blocked party because there really is no more cowardly action than blocking. And someone. look, there's no room for cowardice in, in the world of venture capitalism. I, I think agree. we can all agree on that. Right, I Brian? think we definitely can. Right. Yeah. So, and yeah. so, uh, we, uh, yeah, so that's so 
Ezra Galston, uh, you are the first official enemy of Blocked Party. May all of your venture capitalist gains uh, be bad. There we go. And that goes for all other venture capitalists, yes. too. Yeah, absolutely. Also. Yeah, even the ones that aren't on Cameo. There's a lot on Cameo. I mean, have you, you've, you're familiar with Cameo, obviously. Have you, have you looked through it at all, Brian? Have you considered joining just, Cameo? Just what you guys play. Yeah. Just what you guys play. That's, a, that's all I really know. We talked about doing one. I don't know who it is. But there is a Facebook celebrity named Amiri King. Oh, that's yeah. Kind of, yeah. We're thinking about asking him to do a read for Street Fight. But now that I, he'll probably deny it, though. But maybe if we give him 100 bucks, he'll be like, oh, I can't really turn that down. I, I feel like the Facebook celebrities and like the Vine celebrities and Instagram ones, they're a lot more like shameless. And and they'll they'll do anything. Uh, and obviously, I mean, you know, you know, Polly Shore will do anything, too. So. You could always God, go, that guy's creepy. You could always what go with, is up with him. I mean, you know, he's making he's probably making pretty good money from just the cameos alone. Um, but he did raise his price by fifty dollars after our anti circumcision one. So, you know, we, I can't believe he did. It. Like, it just seems so crazy that somebody like fifty dollars isn't enough for me to look like an. I guess he's looked like an idiot though for like years. Like that's been his whole thing. That's yeah, like that his, was that's kind his of his brand. whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he was cool though in the '90s. Like people actually thought he was cool. But for like in the 2000s, the whole entire 2000s, people have known he's kind of a loser. Yeah. He, I mean, he's a punchline for sure. So I think at that point, it's like you may as well embrace it. And and he has, and and a lot of people on Cameo have too. So. The, the 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 haphazardness of these cameos you you guys were playing them and uh they're they always have a tv on in the background or a fucking dog barking in the background or it's like in a restaurant or a casino yeah. or something yeah. and it's so de- that's so fucking depressing yeah. that like the thing is like with street fight i want to make every single experience that people have with the show like exciting i want my live shows to be something that you've never something you've never been a part of before when you scream in and stuff like that during the show. And, uh, I want ev- the t-shirts to be cool and, and the zines to be cool, but these guys are just like, fuck these people. They'll take anything you give them. Yeah. You know? And we it's will. Cu- it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean like the Andy Dick one, uh, like John said, I mean, his theory was that he was in the restaurant. He needed to pay for the, the, the bill and he had a cameo request. I was like, okay, well, here's my, here's my meal for tonight. And he just walked through the entire restaurant and it was, yeah. I mean, if you, he was I, helping a woman up the stairs, yeah, actually, yeah. he was like, he didn't even stop it to help someone up the stairs. No. He was like, time is money. Okay. So, I, I, I can't stop this thing. So it's just part of the reason I want to actually get on cameo or at least one of us gets on cameo or, you know, Jesse is trying to do it as well is to, to see what it's like from that side, because it seems as though, once you film the video, there's one big button that just says send cameo. There's no way yeah. to edit it. There's no way to, to like look at the video and make sure it's okay. Like, because I mean, there's multiple cameos that are clearly mistakes that shouldn't have been sent in the first place. And it's not that hard <laughs> to edit a video on like a phone or something, you know, or just redo it. Yeah. Like, Oh shit. I, I said the wrong name. Okay. I'll just start again. I think the biggest geniuses in that cameo were 
and I learned this from from the show you guys did on it, are the people that have Tiny Zeus Lister be uh, Debo. Because seeing him like try to go back and do Debo, where he clearly doesn't remember that character at all or anything about it, it, it was it was excellent. That is really good entertainment. <laughs> yeah, and he's he might actually have the most uh, like accidental cameos or ones where it's like, please do another one. Can we, you didn't say my name. You didn't introduce yourself. Like, yeah. Like that was the, he was the one who filmed the dashboard of his car. Yeah. So like yes. his face, his face isn't even in it. So yeah, it's, I wonder if it's their it's agents weird. just tell them, I wonder if they have accountants and they're like these dudes that worked a lot in the nineties or early two thousands. And they're just starting to go broke. And they're like, well, I guess, you know, you can do this because they can't really do a Patreon. Like if Polly Shore did a Patreon, people would be like, "Fuck you, Polly Shore." Well, and also like, is Polly Shore the type of person that's going to be motivated to like create anything that you would want to have on pa- on Patreon? Right? Like that's the thing with the cameo; it's like thirty seconds yeah. of work, and, and they you, give you the script. As yeah, well. people yeah. give you the script, and you don't have to do anything other than you know, like I, I like watching the Polly Shore ones is crazy because in almost every single one of them, he'll just do a voice, but it's not like a voice that's and like in ours when he. <laughs> Was like that's not cool dude and like he'll just <laughs> but he'll do it in all of them like for some reason in, out of the middle of nowhere he's like oh yeah people like when i used to do the voices but he doesn't do the like eh buddy like he doesn't do his Polly shore voice he'll just do a voice because like i think he thinks that like yeah that's what i do and that's what people want and it's like so strange it's, he does offensive accents too well, and, yeah, that, that and that too that, yeah like i can't believe he's even doing that but these things are great. They're, they're, I, if there's one thing I love in entertainment is like my favorite thing is cynical entertainment where you know that the people that are providing it think you're scum yeah. and a dirt ball. <laughs> That's why I like wrestling so much. Yeah. It's like the people that are booking wrestling are just like the people that watch this show are the dumbest people in the entire <laughs> world. Fuck them. You know? <laughs> Speaking of wrestling, what a great segue. We can go right from there into your block tale. Uh, okay, Brian. Yes, I've already kind of, you know, I've already kind of given away the the lead here, but uh, you were talking about how wrestling fans are extremely dumb. You and I are both <laughs> wrestling fans, so we are allowed to say that. Um, but yes, uh, your block is uh, is related to wrestling. Yeah, it's re- this is the most unfair block in the world, and it's one that I I like still get annoyed about, and it's Hulk Hogan is my <laughs> is my block. Hell yeah. <laughs> It's a bummer, first of all, because he is really good at Twitter. <laughs> and you love racism. Well, well, yes, that was the other reason, you know? It's like, where am I going to catch my fill of racism if I can't look at Paul Hogan's Twitter? HH, baby. Yeah, baby. But the thing that's unfair about it was is that he was doing an AMA, and I asked him a question, and he blocked me, which... <laughs> really goes against the spirit of an AMA. (laughs) Ask me anything except that one (laughs) blocked. And it wasn't even the, I bet you he gets so much ruder stuff than what I said. So it was a, he was doing a Twitter AMA or a Reddit AMA? Yeah. A Twitter, Twitter doing an AMA. And he was like, just ask me anything brothers. And uh, (laughs) so I responded to him and I was like, uh, Hey Hulk Hogan, when's the last time you said the N word? (laughs) 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 
Maybe he blocked you because he forgot. And he was like mad that he forgot and he didn't know. He just uses it so much yeah. it doesn't stand out in yeah. his head when he says it. He's like, you mean today? <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> when was the last time today I said it? That is so funny because like- <laughs> though you shouldn't. I just don't think you should be able. First of all, when you're known, when you're a known racist, yeah. like everybody knows that Hulk Hogan's racist, <laughs> and he does an AMA, then he should have to answer. He doesn't even have to answer it seriously, like brother, I don't use the N word or something like that. But he shouldn't be allowed to block me. This is like when Trump's not allowed to block people. Yeah. Now, yeah. like, I think he should have to unblock me because I was acting in the spirit of the event and it wasn't some out of, like, it wasn't slander or anything. There's three separate tapes of him saying the N word. Yeah. Cause you're missing out on, like, he has some classic posts, like non racist yeah. posts. Like, the, my favorite, obviously, is poop in my gym, brother, HH, and then a picture of a human turd in his gym. <laughs> Which that's it's just a poop. It's a I'm showing wow, it to John right is, now. Have you, have you seen uh, yeah. the Have you seen the poop, Brian? Uh, uh, I haven't seen I haven't seen any recently. I saw a screenshot. That, that's the only thing I've seen from Hulk two years now. Feels like so the the best part of the of of the poop picture is that uh, well actually no it's a vi- it's a video I think it is a video. <laughs> It's a video of the That's poop. A- oh. You got to see that thing float for it to feel real. So I guess it's, I, I guess it's, oh, his dog pooped in his home gym, I think. But he posted, this was in 2016, so he could have used like the Twitter video. Like he could just upload the video to Twitter. He used something called mobypicture.com. Which I have never fucking heard of before. But if you look at the tweet, it just says poop in my gym, brother HH. And it's a close up of a dog turd. Uh, and he, I guess someone tweeted at him asking like, what the fuck is this? And he replied, poop brother HH. <laughs> <laughs> so Do you guys like people that sign like the people that obviously hire somebody to do their tweets, but then they, they sign the ones that they say is that it like a that's a decent tactic right i like that i mean i with but hulk hogan i feel like i don't think i think it's all him i'm i'm fairly certain like maybe not like if there's promotional stuff on there but that's like 90 percent of his tweets i mean there's the one of him in the empty movie theater at the ninja turtles movie yes (laughs) and he's saying uh i'm here with all my friends at the ninja and he spells ninja with a g which again might have something to do with with his racist stuff who knows (laughs) so he blocked you like immediately or did it take a little while no it was immediate it was it was immediate it was so i thought it was unfair i was so fucking mad about it for a little bit because i hate amas if like what bullshit things because i what i used to do when somebody did an ama like every time somebody did an ama I would respond on Twitter. I would respond to them and say, when's the last time you unclogged a toilet? <laughs> okay. And that's a reason. They question. never answered that either. They would <laughs> never even answer that. So I think, so when was this? This was, this was a few years ago. Yeah, it was right after the, I think it was like a sort of 
like a, a middle period be, between because he's back now. He's, yeah, they brought him back into wrestling. Yeah, of yeah. because they they don't care about anything. No, <laughs> and uh, it was it was probably two thousand fourteen, maybe two thousand fifteen. I can't. I don't remember exactly when it was. Okay, because I feel but like it, we could get you unblocked. I, I feel I feel like it's possible. It's been long enough. I feel like we could get the listeners of the show, the listeners of your show, people on Twitter. We could start a campaign here to get them to unblock you because I did that and I got unblocked by Jose Canseco and uh, the aforementioned John Taffer. And we know that's Hulk, nice. Hulk Hogan is on Twitter. I think he would notice this. And then what you could do is immediately ask him that question again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay i promise to do that okay. i will ask him when's the last time he said the n-word yeah it's got to be recent now though he's got to be so mad because there were a lot of guys that didn't forgive him you yeah. know he went and did this apology backstage and it was like brothers you need to rally behind like he told people they needed to rally behind them instead of apologizing and then went out in the press and actually said, like, you know, I would have liked to have seen the New Day kind of get behind oh me. Oh, my God. And it's like, God, you are the, he's a bad, uh, he's just. He's a horrible guy. It's astounding. Yeah, it's astounding how bad he is. And they're going to, they're making a movie about the guy. I also, he, I feel like if you're, if you're a big racist guy, you shouldn't be talking about rallies, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, he does his excuse for saying the N-word is we used to say it all the time. I grew up in Florida. We used to say it all the time. And I'm like, well, dude, that's not a good excuse <laughs> that's, that's, at all. That, that that's makes like it worse. Excuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's like it implies that not only have you been saying that word, but you didn't learn anything. Yeah. You're like, oh, I, refu- <laughs> I refuse to accept that uh, I should be better. Oh, why should I apologize for saying the N-word last week? I said it a lot more than I didn't control <laughs> for it back then. I've been saying it forever. Like... Oh man. <laughs> yeah, this is so crazy. I don't uh yeah, it's uh it, it the, my favorite Hulk Hogan tweet is the one where he mixed up Bam, Margera and Ryan Dunn. Oh man. Uh and yeah. he was like so he he just posted a picture of himself and Bam and then he's like damn Bam, I wish you were still with us. I sure would love to hang out with you again, my brother. Love you, miss you. HH. And then Oh like, my god. This yeah. is real. That's this is a real, real tweet. And then, and then he tweeted like, oh, got Ryan and Bam mixed up. Sorry, Bam. <laughs> HH. You're missing you know out what's on funny this. about that? You know what's funny about that? Last week, do you know who Enzo Amore is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's like, like a, a big di- piece of shit too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a super disgraced, like, garbage human being. Yeah. But uh, King Kong Bundy died last week. Yeah. And he wrote a eulogy because, you know, everybody's got to get a eulogy written down sure. on their Twitter sure. immediately. And he said, God, I'll never forget going to my first WWF house show in Madison Square Garden. And uh, I saw King Kong Bundy wrestle. And when I left, all I could talk about was the guy with the green tongue that bit the uh, turnbuckles <laughs> apart, which is actually George the Animal Steel. <laughs> oh, no. That's. R- oh, man. Oh. Yeah, that was <laughs> so embarrassing to get it wrong when you're yeah. trying to be like, imagine like, you know, you you try to I, I try to be sincere on Twitter, like every like every 10 months or yeah. something like that. But the <laughs> one time you try to do it, 
and it's like you fuck it up well, that bad. And it's like, just so great that there's like a picture of Hulk and Bam. Like he posts a picture being like, I've met this guy before. Like yeah. I knew this. It wasn't just like from afar either, too. It's just the like, oh shit, like we actually met. And then our friends at Top Marks uh, Pod, they were Josh Custodio, tweeted a screen cap of both of them and just wrote, whoopsie brother, HH. <laughs> <laughs> and that tweet went viral. And that was how I found out about the about the bam mix up but that's just so and it's also hilarious well not hilarious but it's i mean bam does look like he could die at any minute so it's uh we've seen him on cameo so he was on come town this week yeah and and he looked he looked worse in the picture on instagram than he does in like the cameos in the casino summit like it's it's insane so what so you got, said you said he left come town halfway through i think he left partway through the recording yeah because he yeah. just couldn't handle it but anymore? no 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 it was but it was it was very funny on it oh okay um and he, he was he was a great guest uh but yeah the picture is not yeah the picture is yeah. not flattering yeah. and the, the clothes i don't get his his style is really it's out there <laughs> it's famous guy style it's yeah. like uh there's a documentary on netflix or and uh, I watched an episode about boxing, and of course they have Mickey Rourke on there talking. And I'm like, where do these guys like get their clothes? Where do they figure out that they need to? Because I know some people that wear some fairly weird clothes, you know, doing an anarchist podcast. But I just <laughs> the, the kind of like shit that these famous people. It's the Johnny out Depp are, thing too. It's like the scarves and the bangles and whatever. The weird hats. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been saying we were supposed to do an interview with lead singer Thursday last oh, week jeff yeah but it got kind of he was sick when he got to town so it didn't end up working out but uh i was so intimidated to meet him because every time i've ever met like a guy in a rock band i always immediately feel like the least cool person in the room <laughs> and they take like their jacket off and there's all kinds of shit hanging from it and it's like heavy <laughs> And they take off their, they, they put their backpack down. And you're just like, this fucking guy is so cool. You know? <laughs> I, Cause I like have a healthy worship of uh, all like guys and bands. Yeah. I think that's what I originally wanted to be. That's basically what podcasting is. It's a bunch of nerds who couldn't be front men in bands. So they're like, oh, okay, well this is the next best thing, I guess. And I don't have to show my face and I can sit down while I do it. So <laughs> that's pretty much, that's pretty much a perfect fit for me. Uh, I mean, it took me so long to get into doing like live performance stuff, like the the live shows that we do. It took me long. I just wasn't ready to admit that I couldn't still hit it big in like a metal band. <laughs> and you guys are touring like all the time now, too. Yeah. Yeah, we tour a lot for a podcast. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you get into this and you're like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll just do a podcast and I can do it in my house and uh, just talk to my friend. And, and we'll just do this thing. And now it's my job. And now it's like, I, I we try to get out there every month and yeah. do a tour, which is, a, it's just, a, I don't know how comedians do. I, I just can't do it. You guys got to get up to the Pacific Northwest sometime. We just were there in Seattle. Okay. But we're getting, we're getting our passports Excellent. on uh, I saw your tweet. next month. Okay. Yeah. We're going up there. We're Beautiful. coming up to Canada. If they'll let Brett in, he has <laughs> weed charge. <laughs> The weed stuff should be okay now up here, though, I think. Right? Yeah. 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 yeah and I'm fun. good. Yeah. I've never made any like terrorist threats or anything like that. So <laughs> I should go. be okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, you know, we'll see. But uh, yeah, no, you should. I, it, you know what, Brian? I would say it's never 
too late to give up on the dream of being in a metal band and playing at your daughter's high school. So, right, yes, <laughs> tying it all. But together. I want to be yeah. in like a new metal band. And yeah, that's all I want to. I wanted to be Jonathan Davis. Like all my life, I was really just chasing being Jonathan Davis from Corn. Which I is think. which is crazy because like. What the fuck is that guy? You know, but I agree with He's you. He's a chat monster. He somehow chat. seems cool, but like is also the least cool person that's ever existed. Like he just seems to me like a guy that should have been in a, any different kind of band than what he ended up being. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, 100%. And it was so funny, like back in the day when like all I listened to is new metal and he would be doing all these interviews like, yeah, I like exclusively listen to like Depeche Mode. <laughs> and stuff like that and you're like right. who what and then you listen to Depeche Mode and you're like what you listen to this Actually, come on dog it's really funny I was listening to the show you did with uh kind of can't remember his name from every time I die Keith Buckley Keith yeah. Buckley yeah Keith Buckley so I'm listening to that show and you brought out brought up how Jonathan Davis has a tattoo that says HIV yeah. on his arm yeah I got his autograph when I was 16 years old behind the local the concert hall we go to and he signed it hiv but like as a smiley face so it was up like h and then the i was the nose and the v was smiley face <laughs> okay all right cool that's a that's a great jonathan davis story great signature yeah <laughs> weird fucking guy man I mean, well, my, yeah no my kidding. favorite thing and i so i briefly said earlier but the jonathan davis uh chat monster thing which you, you guys have you seen this no it no, was an interview no. in like, God, like maybe it was, it might've even been like 17 magazine or some shit like that. Well, yeah. People forget like corn was so huge, yeah. like massively last big huge. rock band. Yeah, yeah man. They were the last big rock band of like, there's not, there is, hasn't been anything like since at all. Yeah. yeah. So look, look up Jonathan Davis, uh, chat monster and you'll see the, <laughs> the, the excerpt from the magazine. Uh, let's, there's, it's, Oh God. Here it is. Yeah. Okay. He's an avid chat monster. Odd. He doesn't. Oh, you you cut out you cut out a little bit, Brian. Hey. Say what you just said again. <laughs> oh. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Are you looking up the Jonathan Davis picture? Are you Are you there, Brian? I am here. It okay. says Jonathan Jonathan Davis from Corn is an avid chat mom hanging out with Corn fans every day for hours at a time. Yeah, and it's the picture of him at the computer, and yeah, and he's like, "Ooh, caught me chatting." Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> so Jonathan Davis, you know what is I, a chat monster. You know what the crazy thing I've learned about them is when I was a kid back when back when i was super into these bands and stuff uh every time they would announce tour dates i would go in their little forum and i would tell them play columbus play columbus play columbus and fucking now I, and when i post our tour dates every single response to it is asking me to play their city <laughs> it all comes back and around yeah it does everyone and and like the worst ones are the ones that are like come like i had a guy when i announced this last tour come to san francisco and i was like well, i just did it in fucking january we just got back from there that was the last tour yeah yeah nikki glazer always does that on her instagram she will like every week when she plays somewhere 
like on Monday or Tuesday, she'll screen cap someone being like, play this city. And it was the city she was like literally just in that last weekend. And that's like a recurring gag that she does on her on her Instagram. She'll like have been in Dallas and then it'll be like Monday, like play Dallas. And she'll be like, I literally was just there yesterday. So and and the thing about like doing live performances, too, is like the people that are coming to the show never respond to you about anything and like every response you get to announcing a tour date is people telling you oh dang i can't make it to the show so it basically your mind is made up on the way to the venue that not a single person is coming to this show because they have to like go to dinner with their aunt yeah. or something oh <laughs> if it was any other day i would have been there <laughs> yeah yeah I know. Well, that's the funny part for me with doing stand up because it's like most times if I'm doing a comedy club, it's like three days. And then it's amazing how people will have commitments for all three days. It's like, really? Like, how bad? Like, the, oh, I wanted to see you so bad, but like, I've got, oh, I just can't make it that entire weekend if all five shows I'm booked up. <laughs> it's like, really? Well, how bad did you? It's fine if you don't want to come, but like, how bad did you really want to see me? Like, I'm at that point where it's like, don't say anything. Like, I don't expect anyone to come to any of my shows. Like, if you're my friend and you live in a city, in Canada and I'm coming to that city and you can't come to the show. That's fine. Just don't say anything at all. I hate though. There's right. nothing worse than either. Oh, oh man. Wish I could man. But fuck. Well, I'm going to try, but I got a fucking, oh, it's crazy, <laughs> man. I got an Easter egg hunt that day. And then it's fuck. That's the rest of my weekend. <laughs> and you're like, what is, or the word, or like I'm coming, I'm coming for sure. I can't wait. And then they don't come. And it's like, well, just don't, because then yeah. I expected that you were going to come. So just don't come. Just don't say yeah. you're going to come. Like, I hate that. Like, oh, I'm so fucking fired up. I'm bringing like 10 friends, man. It's going to be outstanding. And then they don't show up. What about what time do you go on? Oh, that's how it, <laughs> like I, we don't have openers it. or anything. But what time do you go? Band has to be such a fucking insulting thing. It's like, I want the most low impact version of the thing that I can possibly get. I want to walk in right when you go on stage, then look at you in the eye at the end of the show and be like, oh, that was really great and leave. <laughs> yeah. For a band, it kind of makes sense because that's the culture of it. But like stand up is like people don't understand. Like if I'm headlining, people will be like, well, when do you go on? And it's like, well, the show starts at eight. You, you have to like, be there. You got to be that. You got to be yeah. there at eight. Sorry, you got to commit to the whole thing. That stand up's a different thing. Like, oh, I can't come in at like eight thirty-five. No, eight. <laughs> no, that's very annoying if you do that. Actually, extremely. Uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll move on to our listener block, and uh, this one it's a short one. Keeping in this is keeping in theme with our restaurant uh, our restaurant themes here. And if you have a block and you'd like to send it in, you can do so at blocked at blockedparty.com. This one comes in from Steve. And again, you can tell how long ago some people sent these blocks in because he says, what's up, blockers? Great job on episode one of the new show. Uh, thanks, Steve. We thought it was pretty good, too. Uh, my block story is a short one. If you're not familiar, there's a terrible conservative columnist named John Podoritz who has a disgusting habit of tweeting complaints to restaurants for delivering his food slightly later than he was expecting. Was just in the news like yesterday, too. So this yeah, is perfect timing. Very, very timely. That and his general contempt for servers, cashiers, and any other 
service worker make him one of my least favorite people on Twitter. A couple of months ago, John called another pundit a terrorist for supporting the protesters who confront conservatives at restaurants and in public, expressing their anger at these politicians' awful beliefs. So I replied to John saying, funny accusation coming from a person who has been terrorizing restaurants and service workers his entire life. Five minutes later, I was blocked. Keep up the good work on the show. Thank you, Steve. You're doing the Lord's work. Anytime you can call a conservative a terrorist is a good day. Oh, he blocked me. me too. Oh, wow. Yeah. There we go. You were trying to... I'm not blocked by any of those guys. Now. Uh, I didn't know who they were until Chapo started anyway. <laughs> but uh, when that all start, once Chapo started and I started to get to know all those guys, uh, all the all the pundits and shit... Uh, I, that's exactly when I stop fighting on the internet. I mean, the only thing I do now is if I say something mean on Twitter and then somebody does those responses, it's like, Oh, really cool. You know, that's really fucking cool of you. You're so edgy. I respond to them. Thank you for calling me cool. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the only confrontation I get in at all on there anymore. So I can still see all those guys posts. Yeah. I've been staying away from that too recently. Although I got into it today with, uh, God, I forget what his name is. I'm looking this up right now. The guy with the bad hat. Uh, that could be anyone. Oh, uh, I saw that guy. Tommy Christopher. Oh, wow. That uh, is a bad hat. Who I guess worked for share blue. Uh, and he posted something means. about something disingenuous about Bernie Sanders. Surprise, surprise. And I replied with, uh, a picture of his hat and, <laughs> and then he quote tweeted and was like, uh, oh, is he making fun of my hat or is he making fun of my planned parenthood pin? You can see like half a pin in his profile picture. And oh. I replied and I was like, no, I'm making fun of your hat, dude. <laughs> Yeah, it's a really, we all know a, we're making fun of your hat. It's a really yeah. bad hat. We could tell from your hat that you were uh, against Planned Parenthood. It's it's an awful hat. But anyway, moving wait, on. Wait, was the pin yeah. supporting Planned Parenthood? No, it was pro-Planned it was oh, pro okay. Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Oh, so he was trying to say that you were like a pro-life guy. That I was like, yeah, for some I was like, no, I'm I'm pro-hat. And that's a horrible yeah, or, hat. Or like your anti-hat, I guess. Well, I'm pro a good hat. Pro good hat. Not whatever he is wearing. Yeah, yeah that hat I sucks had- shit. That's a fucking I had a real fucked hat. up time in like 2009 and 2008 where like I could have ended up in the like zombie apocalypse unicorn guy like guys that'll be like oh look at that unicorn poop like epic guys yeah you know what I mean like I could have gone from epic bacon guy to what I ended up being now so I have this picture of me on Facebook that I just won't delete out of principle of me in a fucking uh, derby hat flipping off the camera in a Coheed and Cambria t-shirt. I think I may have seen that picture. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like, I'm going to leave it up. I'll share it with people. I I came real close there (laughs) to being one of those weird fucking guys with goatees that are poly and have cat hair all over their fucking clothes. I got real into beanbag chairs for for a minute. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, well, we're going to get to our top three. Before we do that, we're going to take care of a little business. Uh, as we said, alluded to earlier in the show, if you want to donate to the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash blocked party, where we have lots of bonus episodes. We've already alluded to the cameo one where we got Polly Shore to do a cameo for us, and we go over some other terrible celebrity cameos. We also did a crossover episode with uh, your Kickstarter sucks that uh, people really enjoyed, and we've got a great discord, too. We've got a, a great little community, vibrant community popping up around the show. 
show. Uh, so you can check that out. Patreon.com slash blocked party. You can follow us on Twitter at blocked party pod. And if you want to send in a block, you can do so at blocked at blocked party.com rate and review the show on iTunes. That helps us in their algorithms. Tell your friends, share the show around. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. I'm getting pretty good at that part. You got it. it. Yeah, you it got it. Fast. Down. It only took me like all 16 episodes, but uh, but we're getting there. Uh, so we're going to finish the episode the way we finish all of our episodes with the top three. And Brian, I think you're the first person who sort of foreshadowed where we were heading for this one, but I will allow you to uh, officially uh, grace us with your suggestion for a top three to finish off our episode this week. So this is not about food at all. Okay. Oh, okay. You can factor it in if you want to. Uh, the three worst chain restaurant atmospheres like just being in the room feels horrible that that is my question (laughs) okay okay number three i'm gonna go uh church's chicken oh yeah oh jesus uh because that's that there's a bunch of church's chicken in vancouver um and the the food is good i like church's chicken i think the chicken's pretty good but it it's the, the lights are always like flickering uh, there's always like water pooling on the floor. Uh, <laughs> they're open 24 hours most of the time too. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's no good. That's my number three is church's chicken. Okay. I'm going to do, I'm going to go, I'm going to take a little bit of a cop out on this one and I'm going to say, well, not a cop out, but okay. So I, what I want you to do right now, if you're listening to the show, close your eyes, especially if you're driving <laughs> and, uh, just picture the like show or uh, show picture the restaurant or the chain. Like I know you have like a local, like there's like two to seven locations of this restaurant. That's like mostly for corporate people to eat at, at lunchtime, Mm. that one. So for us, it's cactus club slash Joey's, uh, where maybe the food isn't so terrible, but the atmosphere is like this really weird contrived, like we're in a den right now yeah. kind of you know oh. the, the lights it's are so super authentic. low the washroom has a couch in it for some reason <laughs> uh every server is like a four dressed like a nine uh and it's just like a weird like and and then yeah and then there's like guys who are eating there to be seen but it's like the entrees are 14 dollars. so who are you being seen by uh you know that kind of so just i don't know what it is in your city but every city every city ha- has one, has yeah. one yeah. to seven of those uh locations and uh they're all terrible so i'm gonna go with that for number three okay. for me brian so I don't know if you have these up there, and I know they don't have them throughout the United States, but there's a lot of them, and that's Steak and Shake. Have you ever had Steak and Shake before? Never. I've heard no. of it. I've but, heard of it, never had it. Never yeah. been there. So it's like a 50s diner, oh. and it's open 24 hours, and it always smells like garbage <laughs> inside of it. Like They can't take out the garbage because it is 24 hours but the management won't have more than two people working at night and people come in there drunk and fill the room. And there's always only two people working there and it there's trash everywhere. Your arms stick to the table when you sit down because you know, there's trash all over the place. And again, that white tile is a recurring theme with me. I just feel like I'm eating in a bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's your number three. Uh, Number two for me, I've only been in it once. Uh, and I, and I went there when I was down in LA, uh, and I may have already kind of been, uh, a bit biased because, uh, Rob Wisman had told me how insane these places are, but Jack in the box, Fuck, uh, that was going to be my number two. <laughs> well, you can still do it. 
I went to a Jack in the Box in LA and I just had no idea what was going on. Um, I felt like I was in purgatory. Uh, I mean, I know we're not talking about the food necessarily, but they have like, it's all over the map with the food. Um, it's, oh it's, yeah. Cause they it's have tacos there, right? Yeah. But they have like, they have like Szechuan dumplings as well. Like, <laughs> oh, well, and cause we've talked, I think we talked about this on real good show. They have those like uh, late night boxes yes. that are like, who are those for? It's like, you get like a burger fries, a taco, a piece of cheesecake. Like, it's like this weird, like it just comes in a box. <laughs> I mean, Dan it, is loving this. It but. comes in a box <laughs> where it's like, you're drunk. And also you're probably going to die after you eat this. Let me, yeah. I'll go look at them right now. Cause it's an, it's absurd and you can only get them. Like it's an dumb, like it's like, you can only get them after 1am or something like, like it's just such a stupid so this is your number two as well. No, I'll change my number two because I don't want to do the same as you. Keep keep it your number two and keep talking. Okay, yeah. So this, so the number two, mine's also. So my reason for hating Jack in the Box, pardon me, is that, uh, yeah, okay. So like, here's one. uh, (laughs) My reason for hating Jack in the Box is also that everyone in there just looks sad. Like every every patron in the restaurant is like, what the fuck am I doing here? Even people who like it, I think, are just like. Oh God, I'm so stupid. And the so, box is here. Oh yeah. Boy. So this is the, okay. So this is the one, <laughs> of, one of the late night meals. It's called the stacked grilled cheese burger munchy meal. So you get a burger where both of the buns are grilled cheese. Then you get uh, two different types of fries. They call half sea fries. So it's half regular fries, half curly fries, two tacos and a drink. Oh, who's man. that for? Who the fuck is eating go, that? Go to nutrition info. Are you fucking kidding? Oh it, my God. It has 1890 <laughs> calories. It has ni- <laughs> 94 grams of fat. Like fuck Look off. Look at the sodium. The sodium. <laughs> ha- it has 3,660 milligrams of sodium. It has oh, seven, 79 grams of sugar. And there's, it's only a small fountain drink. So what are the tacos made of sugar? Like, what the fuck is this thing? This is the stupidest shit I've ever seen. So all of them, all of the boxes come with a drink, half sea fries and two tacos. And then there's uh, the Sriracha curly fry burger, oh. which is a burger with curly fries on it. There's the spicy nacho chicken sandwich, which is a chicken sandwich that has actual nachos on it. Nacho chips with the cheese and the jalapenos <laughs> on the chicken sandwich and then there's another one that's the chicken tater melt oh, that's which is uh oh, it looks no. like it's on a croissant it is with bacon it's like a breakfast one almost yeah buttery croissant topped with crispy chicken bacon and hash browns smothered in an ooey gooey blend of three cheeses and ranch sauce hit the nutrition info on this one fuck me okay it's not I, as bad. I know it, i i did a we did a live show in cleveland the worst show we've ever done. Not anybody's fault. It was just like there was 15 people there and it was very hard to get through. And they charged us like $700 for the room. And we definitely didn't make that much back on tickets. <laughs> but we had Rob with us. Rob Wisman came and did the show right. with us. And we got him really high. And we went out to eat before the show. And both me and Rob got one of those fucking hamburgers with the two grilled cheeses on. <laughs> And I had, I slept in the car for like, uh, 
two hours before the show. Just I was just like, I can't, I can't go in there. I like already when you do a hell show that's really bad, like didn't draw and you're embarrassed and the room's expensive. It already feels bad, but my guts also felt like I had eaten a bomb. Yeah, horrible. What's your number two, Brian? My number two is uh, it's gonna have to be Tim Horton because I have one by my house that uh closes at random times it's supposed to be open 24 hours but i've gone there more than once and there's a sign that's like ah we closed at one today <laughs> like we just decided to close at 1 p.m today yeah it's open and, for 24 uh, hours but not in a row brian <laughs> yes <laughs> 24 <laughs> hours a week but just it no it it isn't uh the, the the thing about tim hortons is is that like there is nothing behind it here like we don't have any kind of uh tradition with it or anything like that so there's a bunch of them and i believe they're owned by wendy's now because we have a lot of wendy's tim and uh but it's just there's never anybody in there i don't think anybody actually likes it is what i'm saying well i think that the main problem i have with it is that it's somehow like tied to our country like it's just like i'm ashamed ashamed of it yeah it's like this bullshit like budget coffee shop in canada's like that's our identity Yes, it and is it's, weird. It's like what dude, the people that the people that like it here. So my dad, my dad lived in Canada, Canada, my dad <laughs> wow. lived in Canada till he was nine. And uh, he's so weird about it because like he is in his I think he's 60 now. I don't know my dad's exact age, but he still <laughs> identifies as Canadian. Right. Like he'll just be like, I'm just a real Canadian guy, you know, and like I've done sold out shows. I've done two sold out shows in New York and a sold out show in Los Angeles, like just all these really big achievements. And he was like, Oh, you really got to get up to Toronto. If you don't sell out in Toronto. You're not, sh-. I'm like, not shit to him. And he loves Tim Hortons. It's the weirdest thing in the world to me. Tim Hortons is nasty. It's not good at all. Like the breakfast yeah, food is bad. is bad. The, the, like the lunch, the like sandwiches, sandwiches are ugh. garbage. The coffee is trash. The donuts are right. not good either. Like yeah. the donuts well, are the only have like, weird, okay thing. I have a weird thing. I don't know if this is weird, but do you know, pre-wrapped, like when you go to a store and they sell the sandwiches already made, like yeah, they yeah. don't make it wrapped in. I can't eat those. Like I'll no. never eat. No, I've never had one in my life. I mean, either. <laughs> I don't like it. Don't trust it. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, yeah, it, Tim Hortons pisses me off. And especially like I travel a lot for comedy and curling. So like I'm going to small towns in Canada all the time. And the Tim, if you That's think all there is, yeah. if you think you've seen a Tim Hortons, you have not, you ain't seen nothing <laughs> until you've been to Tim Hortons in like Fort St. John or some <laughs> shit. Looks, <laughs> it looks like people are born there. That's like the hot, that's like the, the maternity ward is in the Tim Hortons. So, fucking joke so that's your number two my number, number one. one uh and we, we talked about it earlier um and this is a weird one because i don't know that i've ever actually been to a proper burger king like a separate burger king i think i've only been to them in like mall food courts yeah but even in the food court the sense of of malaise and despair is just so pervasive that it like ruins the rest of the food court if there's a burger king in the food <laughs> which court. is shocking because food courts are already yeah a sad spot you know Great. what i i mean what? they have a sparrow which is delicious so <laughs> <laughs> well i feel always weird for the people who are applying for a job at a store in the mall because then they always do the interviews in the food court 
And that just seems like so depressing to me when you like walk in a food court and you're like the little square table. Yeah. They're like conducting an interview. <laughs> you're like, Oh boy, someone's interviewing like for your friend, my friends. What my friends would have sat across the food court, busted my ball. If, if like, so I'm oh, sure yeah. that's going on. Yeah. Too. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent for sure. You're like trying to interview for Foot Locker, and but you're just like in the middle of a food court. It's horrible. <laughs> so that's Burger King to me is is the food is awful, and it's it's just it's very depressing. It's very sad. Um, what's their whole thing that it's like flame broiled whoppers or, yeah, or yeah. whatever? And like that's it's not actually a real have thing. it your way. It's just first it's have it your way so you can get it custom, which is nice because they don't. They don't want to do that at McDonald's. I worked at McDonald's and believe me, the last thing they want to do yeah. is make your special fucking cheeseburger. Yeah. So it is nice that they're have it your way, but their other ad campaign is just that really unsettling King, which is like, right. Is he still around right that? Yeah. I just saw a commercial with him in it. The other, I mean, that's something that the Epic bacon will never talk. That's true. I feel like I, I want to see the Bud Knight kill that guy, but the Bud Knight is dead. So I don't know. <laughs> That's my dream. Did you play that Burger King game on Go Off Kings yet? No, it's actually on Xbox? good. It's good, isn't Apparently, it? Apparently, it's like supposedly oh. not terrible. Yeah. Did you have you played, we it, played it all the time growing up because that was the only game that you couldn't sell to buy a <laughs> like sell for enough money to go buy a Wii. <laughs> but it's like actually supposed to be pretty good, right? Yeah, supposedly. it is. It's kind of like Rocket League in a way. It, it feels like an early version like a rocket league sort of thing. Okay. It's very fun. All right. Well, I'll have to check that out. That's, that's my number one is, is burger. Number one for me is Denny's. Mm. Okay. Uh, I yeah. think for, I mean, fill in your own story. Yeah. I've seen some depressing shit. In well, and especially cause like Vancouver, one thing here that we have a real Darth of is, uh, is late night food. Yeah. Like it's a real struggle here. Even drive throughs close at like 2 AM and we have very oh. few like 24 hour places. And one of the 24 hour places that we had is Denny's. And when you only have like one 24 hour option, then all the worst people in the world go there. And so it's just like, fuck uh, Yeah. There was a Denny's in particular. It's closed now, but on, on Broadway, like Broadway and Hemlock. Is that, that closed just, now? Oh yeah. It's been oh, closed for a while, but it was one of the worst restaurants I've ever been to. And when I was playing in bands, we would, you know, often, you know, you don't get out of the venue till 3 a.m. So we'd the whole band would go to Denny's and then it's like, oof, terrible. Food's awful. Everyone there is miserable. It's just, yeah, yeah, horrible time. That's a great so, choice. Thank you. So Denny's number one for me. Brian, you're number one. So I already alluded to my number one. It's the most miserable. It, well, it was kind of a tie, but I'm, I'm five guys yeah. is my number one. And as a person who's a big fan of their food, like I love their burgers. I think they're really fucking good They're, I mean, I hate to say this, but they're probably the best in the, in my city, like the best burger you can get. They're here. really, they're really good burgers. I mean, I, I've been there once and I, I want to go back cause I, I love the burgers, but it's white tile and it's people just screaming the and it's bags of potatoes and there's peanuts all over the fucking place yeah. too it's just a really and yeah. the classic rock is so loud that like it's hard to hear each other across the table and i fucking hate like i do not want to hear the cars while i'm eating it's just, <laughs> i've heard the cars enough times in my life like i've heard man by rush enough times that i never have to hear it again if you're gonna play it play it to like a low thing but man i walk by a five guys every day and i can hear it across the street their music playing it's weird like 
my buddy is allergic to peanuts and he cannot eat at five guys. Yeah, I guess like not. he can't even yeah. walk in the door. Yeah, which seems like such a weird <laughs> like, you know, whatever. I guess may- maybe they're like super conservative people who are just like really into like, you know, oh, kids are too soft allergies right. fucking losers just that's the kind of place floor. though i don't know if you guys have this up there but there's a, a chain here called longhorn steakhouse no. and uh the whole gimmick is that you eat peanuts and throw them on the floor when you're done right you just throw your trash on the floor right and then yeah. they sweep it all up at the end of the night and it's hideous uh but a person that <laughs> is allergic to peanuts could never eat there either <laughs> yeah it's such a weird uh weird business strategy but uh yeah five guys has that going too and if you're allergic to potatoes god help you because they the bags <laughs> of potatoes are everywhere i think the other thing i wonder if they uh, sorry brian go ahead i wonder if they use the bags of potatoes that i lean all over <laughs> when i come in there it was like if they use those potatoes to make fries or those are decorative bags of no potatoes. i mean they definitely do i mean because if there's real potatoes, waste of potatoes there's right? nothing worse like i worked in produce for four years they're the worst smelling rotten vegetables potato it's not even close it rotten potato smells horrible and it like infects every other potato around it like it's <sighs> awful so there unless there's fake potatoes in the bag there's no chance they're not using those potatoes because if one went rotten you'd be able to smell it halfway across the restaurant i think the whole the whole thing that's like really depressing about it is that the food is good and so you're like well, yes. i want to go back and get the food but it's like you, you have to like go through this whole experience and that's that's almost worse that way that they have reviews of their restaurant all over their walls too but these are reviews from like 2002 and stuff like they don't have modern reviews they just have reviews up until the time your particular five guys open yeah (laughs) they're just like well they got enough good reviews or they're like yeah people are coming now so we don't have to like we don't have to update this you know it's like yeah people people like us now it's fine and this is gonna this is gonna cause quite a debate in the in the discord yeah i I can't wait yeah it's uh we love a top three that causes debate you're in you're in there right brian so i am now yeah i have to get in there look at it i have my computer i have my uh phone i i will make sure i get into the app this weekend excellent beautiful well uh thank you brian for joining us this was uh, a wonderful episode uh was there is there anything you would like to plug Come see us in, uh, we'll be in Philly, New York, uh, fucking Portland, Maine, and Boston at the beginning of April. Just check Street Fight WCRS on Twitter, and uh, you'll see where we're going to be and where you can get tickets. And I promise the shows are fun, but particularly April 6th in New York, it's me and Brett with a bunch of special guests in the first half, and then uh, the classic second half of the show is just me, Brett, and the Chapo guy. Hell yeah. So people love that show. It's a very fun show. I would get tickets because it usually sells out. Fantastic. That sounds great. So yeah, check them out. Street Fight Radio. Check them out on the road. And yeah, hopefully we'll see you up here in the Pacific Northwest sometime soon and we can have you on on the show in person it'd be wonderful hell yeah that was that'd be fun awesome well thanks for joining us brian thanks Thanks, everyone for tuning into the show donate to the show patreon.com slash block party follow us on twitter at block party pod rate and review the show tell your friends and we'll see you back here next week bye everyone bye